Let's pray. Oh, God, 40 days, 40 nights. Instantly, we, we, we remember our Lord, Moses. We're on a journey where we do not know what lies ahead. All of us. But we do know that because of the Jesus the choir just sang about, the best is yet to come. So open our minds, open our hearts as we return to Calvary. Let it be clear. Oh, let this one be clear, please, for your glory and honor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians 6.14, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. 1 Corinthians 2.2, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What's up with that? Why? Ah, because the maker of all things loves and wants me. My, oh, my, oh, my. Some time ago, Mel Gibson, the Australian actor and producer, Mel Gibson directed what ended up taking the world by storm, a blockbuster movie with the title, you might remember it, The Passion of the Christ. Do you remember that? The Passion of the Christ? It's a feature-length treatment of the last 24 hours of Jesus' life. There's one graphic scene. I don't want to go to that scene right now. We're going to read it first, then we'll watch it. One graphic scene that we got we to hone in on together in worship. So open your Bible first. Let's read it. Luke chapter 23. So you got your Bible there. Luke chapter 23. And we're going to drop down to uh, verse 32. So the action is happening now in Luke's rendition of the, go- of, of the Calvary story, the gospel story. So this is Luke uh, 23, verse 32. Two other men, both criminals, mm-hmm. were also led out with Jesus to be executed. And when they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Everyone knows this dramatic moment in the Calvary scene, but Mel Gibson does something very unusual. In this shot, picture this in your mind, in this shot, cruel hands throw Jesus down on that cross, and then they yank his arms out so that that he's, he's lying on the cross beam. The camera then swiftly zooms in on one of the hands, one of the arms, just zooms in so you have a close-up. You just see Jesus' hand. You see uh, the hands of a Roman guard or two who are setting the execution up. Then another pair of hands reaches into the scene. You never see the face. Reaches into the scene. This hand has a nail and a mallet. And uh, this hand knows what to do. And so here is Jesus' tender flesh. And this hand takes that spike and just pushes it into that tender flesh. And while we're watching, the mallet goes up and the mallet crashes down. And when Jesus senses that, that instantaneous pain, his arm jerks, but of course, it, it, can't, it can't go anywhere. Now, did I tell you we never see the face of that burly Roman guard? 
Mel Gibson later testified, and I happened to be in the audience, all uh, uh, senior leaders, spiritual leaders from across uh, Chicago. He said, I've never told anybody this, but I'm going to tell you. When we came to that scene where Jesus' hand would be nailed to the cross, I'm telling you, I'm the one. I stepped in and said, the director will take this part. And I put my spike down, and I drove that nail through. And the interviewer said, well, what's up with that? Ah, he said, I needed, I needed me to know it was Mel Gibson's sins that took Jesus to Calvary. Hmm. You and I, we're not left out of the story, are we? Our sins took him as well. And for our sins, 2,000 years in advance, what does Jesus pray? Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. <laughs> do not know what they are doing? You've got to be kidding me. They can see it as plain as day. They know exactly what they're doing. You and I, we know what we're doing too, don't we? Yeah. Desire of Ages quietly steps into this sacred moment connects with the prayer, with these words. That prayer of Christ for his enemies embraced the world. It took in every sinner that had lived or should live from the beginning of the world to the end of time. Are you seeing this? My. Upon how many? Upon all rests the guilt of crucifying the Son of God. To how many? To all, forgiveness is freely offered. Whosoever will, the words that end the book of Revelation, whosoever will may have peace with God and inherit eternal life. Did you catch that? This extreme prayer, this crimson plea took in every sinner. We just read it. From the beginning of time, that would be Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, to the end of time, that would be you and me and her and him. Every sinner covered one prayer. Every fallen human being, extreme, oh, extreme prayer, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Of course they knew. Of course we know. Our conscience is going beep, 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 stop, 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 stop. We know. Don't go. Don't proceed. Stop now. Stop. Of course we know. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Every sinner that ever lived got covered by that prayer. I find that stunning. I mean, why would it be? <laughs> because the maker of all things loves and wants me and loves and wants you. Now, something new as I've been, as I've returned to Calvary in this particular scene, I want you to notice the sequence. There's something in the sequence that's transpiring atop Golgotha, Calvary. Okay, first of all, Jesus prays the extreme prayer. We just heard it. Secondly, almost everybody in the summit of Mount Calvary is with ribald ridicule taunting the man on the center cross. In fact, let's just read it. So right after the prayer, here it goes. Verse 35, and the people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, ha, he saved others. Yo, let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, huh? The chosen one. And the soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, yo, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. 
there was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Come on, save yourself and us. Three abusive assaults against the Jesus on the center cross. And are we surprised? We really ought not to be, because the Gospel of Luke opens up with three abusive assaults against the same Jesus after 40 days and 40 nights, speaking of what the choir just sang, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. You didn't think Lucifer was not going to show up at the end of those 40 days and 40 nights, did you? You didn't think that Lucifer would not be that snake, fallen, angel, rebel that he is? He, you didn't think he, would be, he wouldn't be slithering around, spitting his poison as he did in the beginning? Three assaults at the beginning, three assaults at the end. No, we get it. We get it. <laughs> Prove it. Save yourself. But, but amidst this raucous abuse... Save yourself, save yourself, save yourself comes one desperate, save me, save me. Oh, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amazing, amazing, amazing. On a hill far away, one desperate Save me, please. Now watch the... Now, here it comes. I want you to watch the sequence carefully. So the guilty thief cries out, save me. But Jesus does not reply, I have forgiven your sins. No, not a word. You know why? Because two hours earlier, Jesus has already forgiven his sins. Isn't that right? Do I have the sequence correct? Save me. No word about forgiveness. No word of repent of all your sins, please. No, 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 no. That prayer that took in every sinner from the beginning of time to the end of time has already assured forgiveness for this dying thief. He doesn't know it, but Jesus knows it. Not a word about you. Tell me you're sorry. Mm. Just the prayer I prayed two hours ago in your presence. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. He's already offered. Here's the point. He's already offered forgiveness to the dying thief before the thief ever seeks forgiveness. True or false? Absolutely. Absolutely true. Whether it's two hours later or two millennia later, that prayer covers. And that's the point. In fact, I believe that this exchange with the thief intentionally takes place to validate to verify that this prayer is universal. This is a universal prayer. And it saved, it, it prayed for the forgiveness of every human being ever to live, period. And to prove it, to prove it, he said, I hear you. I hear you. What does he say? 
Oh, you know what he says. The prayer again, Jesus, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, here it comes. And they're both, they're, they're nailed up, and they're gasping for every breath because crucifixion is the, asphy- the asphyxiation of the human organism. You eventually can't breathe anymore, okay? Jesus answers him, truly, amen, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Wow. The thief pays to be saved, and Jesus said, you got it. You are forgiven. You didn't even ask me. I forgave you two hours ago. Why? Because the maker of all things loves and wants me. That's why. And that's, what, that, that's the reason the Bible reads the way it does. You go over to Romans chapter 4. We'll just ISO one line from verse 5. Romans 4, verse 5. Here's the isolated line. I'll put it on the screen for you. Paul is speaking about the God who justifies the what? The ungodly. He doesn't justify the godly. You don't have to become godly then to get saved. No, 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 no. He's the God who justifies the ungodly. You could hardly call that, uh, that, that guilty thief godly. In fact, Matthew, Luke doesn't want to sully up any, you know, the, the picture here too much, but Matthew says, let me tell you about those boys on either side of Jesus. And in Matthew's account of the crucifixion, in the same way the rebels, plural, the rebels, not just one, both rebels, in the same way the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. It's not a great track record, even atop Calvary now. But something's going on in that mind. And in his soul. And by the way, he knows what he's doing now. Jesus, you got to save me. Please. Wow. When Jesus prays that extreme prayer, both of the thieves pile on the abuse. Neither asked for forgiveness at the time. Neither did I at the time. Neither did you at the time. But hallelujah. The evidence atop Golgotha, and here's the point, is clear that that prayer has universal coverage for all human time. All humanity. All human time. Desire of ages. Yeah, one more time. I need to read this with you. That prayer of Christ for his enemies embraced the world. It took in every sinner that had lived or should live from the beginning of the world to the end of time. Upon all rests the guilt of crucifying the Son of God. To all, forgiveness is freely offered. How many in human history get it? All. Offered. Freely. Whosoever will may have peace with God and inherit eternal life. Why? Because he's the God who justifies the ungodly. You know what it means when God justifies the ungodly? He acquits them. He pardons them. He forgives them. He says, I'm throwing the book out. Your record is gone. You don't have to clean your life up first. Get your act together. Then come to me. No, you come as you are with your last breath. Beg me. You got it. You got it. He's a God who justifies the ungodly from the center cross, no less. Wow, 
tender is the scene. Desire of Ages captures on the IMAX screen of Desire of Ages. Oh, I wish I, this is where I wish I had a YouTube clip. In Jesus, look at this, in Jesus, bruised, mocked, and hanging upon the cross, the thief sees the Lamb of God. His mind is just going like this. He's hanging, but his mind is going like this. He sees the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He's putting two and two together. Hope is mingled with anguish in his voice as the helpless, oh, I love this, as the helpless dying soul casts himself upon a dying Savior. They're dying together. But before he goes, Jesus, save. Lord, remember me, he cries, when thou comest into thy kingdom. And what is Calvary's wide open embrace response from Jesus? It's this. I'm telling you today, right now, I'm telling you, you will be with me in paradise. I'm promising you. No, 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 no. Jesus and the thief were not in heaven Friday night having supper together. No, they both slept the sleep of death, over the Sabbath, both of them. You say, oh, you can't prove that, Dwight. I sure can. I was hoping you'd ask me. (laughs) Because if you go to the resurrection scene, it's a beautiful scene in John 20, and Mary Magdalene is sobbing her eyes out. They've taken Christ's body, and it's early in the morning, and she's weeping when the gardener stands behind her and says, yo, woman, what are you crying about? And she says, you got, my, bo- you got my, 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 my Lord's body. And he says, Mary. And she recognizes the voice. And she whirls around. And she grabs him at his ankles. And she says, Rabboni, my teacher. And you know what Jesus says to her? Hey, Mary, let go, let go. <laughs> Don't hang on to me. I haven't even been to the Father yet. I was hanging around and you came. Now I'm going. Tell my brothers. Hey, if he hadn't been to the Father yet Sunday morning, there's no way he went to the Father Friday afternoon. (laughs) That's the point. That's the point. Sometimes the Bible truth is so clear you don't see it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there will be a glorious meeting of the thief with Jesus one day. And if you weren't in this church late Sabbath afternoon and you weren't watching on live stream, we had four to 6,000 people watching it live. This place was packed. I'm going to give a shout-out to my young friend, Marion Gonzalez, and her team of writers and cast of actors and band of composers. I mean, wow. And when the last scene is in heaven, when the thief and Jesus meet for the first time again after Golgotha, and when he falls at Jesus' feet sobbing, there wasn't a dry eye in this building. Oh, it will be emotional, fulfilled with the name of that beautiful Easter musical, and so powerfully rendered by our own students here. My friends, here's the deal. Jesus is not looking for an excuse to lose you. He's looking for an excuse to save you. Well, what can I find? Give me one more reason. Come on, give me another. No, 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 no. The maker of all things loves and wants me. Extreme prayer. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing.
Now, before I sit down, I got to ask a question. Could it be, help me out here now, could it be Jesus expects you and me to pray the same prayer of forgiveness? Mmm, now the place is quiet. Yeah, how about in your story? Huh? So somebody that you're withholding forgiveness, the hurt, the pain is too raw. There's no way, Jose, I'm going to forgive him for what he did to me. I'm going to forgive her. I'm going to forgive them for what they did to me. Oh, Jesus, Father, forgive them. You, got, you can't be asking me to do that. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Of course they knew, and they did it anyway. The most painful experience in my life professionally took place while pastoring this wonderful uh, congregation on this campus. After that time of pain had passed, I don't know, a year, two, three, I I don't know, know, know what the number was, but a group of seminarians came over to have a visit with me, obviously a class assignment. We're, we've, we've been asked to interview you. Okay. So they sat down in my office right there, and uh, they've plunged into the interview. And somewhere along the way, they asked me about suffering as a pastor. Uh, you know, do you face adversity as a pastor? Have you ever had something just really raw? And I thought, well, I'll tell them, without disclosing a single detail, not a word, you couldn't guess it, I'll just tell them about that. And as I started to tell them, I started crying. I I didn't know what was going on. And I said to them, man, the, the pain is really close to the surface still. Forgive. I have. Don't take the pain away. Somewhere Jesus said, freely you have received, finish the sentence for me, freely you have received, freely give. Come on, boy, I'm talking to you, Dwight. How many times have I forgiven you? For what have I forgiven you? You have received very freely from me. Now give for me. Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. Oh, I have a feeling that prayer is a prayer we pray as well. Lewis Smedes, the ethicist, in his marvelous book, The Art of Forgiving, puts it so well. Just a little sentence here. God invented forgiving as a remedy for a past that not even he could change and not even he could forget. I find a small measure of comfort in that. Because God can't change the story behind him. He cannot, even if you're God. And he can't forget the story behind him. Oh, but it says, I will remember your sins no more. Mm-hmm. You go through hurt, and then you tell me how you forgot it. You never forgot it. You can't. God can't. Why would he ask of you what well, he himself doesn't do? I, I remember. Calvary will remind us for eternity that purple scar we'll never forget. Wow. So, my only recourse 
I can't change the past. I, 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 I can't forget it. My only recourse is to forgive. Let it go. Forgive. Easier said than done, I understand. And so I have, though I suppose the pain will remain for a longer while. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Hmm. Smeeze one last time. God is the original master forgiver. Each time we grope our reluctant way through the minor miracle of forgiving, we are imitating his style. I am not at all sure that any of us would have had imagination enough to see the possibilities in this way to heal the wrongs of this life had he not done it first. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Because, you know why? There really is no other way but forgiveness. You're waiting for another way to open up. It will never open up. Forgive her. Forgive him. I'm not saying that you endorse what happened to you. Forgive her. Forgive him. Forgive them for the, what the, you just forgive. And you will make it, and so will I. Because the maker of all things really does. He really does love and want you and me. Let's pray. Oh, God. Whew. Such an extreme prayer with such radical forgiveness. Because there really is no other way. It's just, it's just logically clear. No other way is there. So two prayers, Father. First, let us embrace the forgiveness of Jesus for us. Some of us are hanging on to the pain of what we did to you long ago. Let us let go. Let us receive that forgiveness. We, we were already forgiven before. And then the other prayer, Father. Let us live out the forgiveness of Jesus for them, whoever the them turns out to be, maker of all things who loves and wants us. Please. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen.